He ain't gotta wish he was taller. Got a bad fat nine, honey, he gon' call her. Baller, hit the court full press spoiler. What's that? Pull up hella lit, yeah, he on her. He ain't gotta wish he was taller. Got a bad fat nine, honey, he gon' call her. Baller, hit the court full press spoiler. What's that? Pull up hella lit, yeah, he on her. Huh, he pulled up on me shorter than me, he was fine though. Said he liked my brain style and had my aura glow. T. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. What you want? Man, they had Cisco on the on, on the hood of a cob. Like he was on, with his back on it, with the car dropped slow motion. Like he, he like, what, what you He's doing, a wild Cisco? Boy. But he been a wild boy. We knew wild he was. For that. We knew he was a wild boy back in thong song days. Like I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. When he did the one hair one handed car wheel. That's when I knew. You know, I mean, but much respect to him for whatever it is that he's trying to um, get across. <laughs> oh, <laughs> might not be the way, Might not be the way that I go about things, but you know, I ain't, I ain't mad at him. Damn you! You on you off social media? Kinda. You ain't been. Uh, nah, never mind. It's a. It's a <laughs> well. See, and that the honey's got them jammed up. It ain't even that. Like, I mean, I feel like we talked about something, but I don't want to kind of put personal stuff out there. So it's like, right. man, come on, man. See, that's why podcasts don't stay because somebody always want. No, I'm just messing well, with no. you. <laughs> yeah, because it is kind of personal. Just messing with you, and then like I fuck around to uh, say it, and then be like, oh no, you probably shouldn't say it that. So, oh uh, yeah, I mean, I could have cut it out, but don't depend on me to do that because I would forget that. I mean, like, damn, Joe, I forgot. Thank you. But, um. With these bitches from a nigga. Man, I, you can't. You, you, want. you can't start nowhere else. Like, I've, I've written articles about this man. I've talked about him on the man. podcast. Like, I've. He yeah. was one of my favorite rappers growing up. Like, I remember I used to just, like, Google him before Googling was on your phone. You was using Yahoo search. Yeah, I, Ask Jeeves. I found out that his name was Earl Simmons. Like, why? Why? Why does that matter? Because when I was a kid, like you want to know the the first name, the last name. I, w I was trying to figure out how many kids yeah. he had. It was really too much. Yeah. It was way too much. But I mean, that's how you become a real fan, and that's how you win an argument. Like, you ain't no real DMX fan. What's his real name? How many kids he got? What's his birthday? What his birthmark at? And I, I don't know none of that now because, like, I'm grown. But back in the day, I promise you. I mean, besides, yeah. like, weird stuff, like his birthmark, I, w I, w I would have known yeah. all that stuff. Like, uh -huh. his birthday, like, I mean, because <laughs> you wasn't a real fan unless you unless you was up on it. Exactly. Like, you couldn't tell me you was yeah. a DMX fan if you didn't know his name outside of DMX. Like, all right, man, I don't even know why we talking. Yeah. We can, we can get a vibe. Uh, DMX was, man, he was huge. I, I was thinking about it earlier. When I had moved back from uh, Mississippi to Chicago, like some of his music was some of the most prominent music out. Like, I mean, just thinking like Rough Riders Anthem, you know, when they was coming out with the Rough Riders Volume 1, all of that stuff was like huge. My junior, senior, in high school, you know, even what they bitches want, you know, all that stuff. You remember you know, that? I remember when I used to, used to go to the Y and... What was that song? Uh, well, I'm going to make me lose my mind. Up in, up in here, up in, up in I hated that song. But I didn't like a lot of I his. I still like his. I remember. I didn't like a lot of his yeah. uh, singles. But, I mean, the the real introspective. Like, when he made Slippin', that's yeah. kind of like the type of music that I was into at the time. 
So I really kind of yeah. enjoyed that. But I mean, I remember even before he came out with his own album, he was on the four three two one right. with LL Cool J and Cannabis and who else was on there? Uh, yeah, was it? It was like either Method Man or Red Man. One of them, I can't remember. But it, I mean, it was a it was a big it was a big song, and that came out before he even had an actual album out. Right. So I mean, that was he he was a, he was a big artist, and I think that he was one of the most influential because yeah. i mean even if you think about what uh murder inc what it what it started as it was yeah. dmx ja rule and jay-z yep. i remember they had the, Crazy, cover, what was it, the cover of the source the cover, yeah they did like that's one of the hardest covers ever i need to go find that's that iconic that's you iconic can, yeah yeah you could probably make some money off of that right now if you had the original Hell yeah, you could. Yeah, but, like I make some money, sell that joint as an NFT, whatever that is. Yeah, I have to learn. Excuse I have to learn me. about that. I haven't figured. Yeah, you know, I haven't looked into that yet, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tap in. But yeah, so I mean, I guess while we here, do, do you have a favorite DMX album? I know you used to like the the you know the real tough rap music too. So yeah, um, damn man, I feel like it's mm. hard. I mean, but. Well, for me, it's only between it's really two. It's hard, man. It's only between two. I liked. What, and Dark and Hell is Hot? And Flesh and My Flesh, Blood It's Dark and, and Hell is Hot. Yeah, yeah, and Flesh and My Flesh, Blood Yeah, I, yeah man, I think I'm going to go with, um, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Dark and Hell is Hot, man. I think that's the one that I want to I wanna go with, man. Because, I mean, again, like, that was one of the ones that I remember, you know, because, I mean, it had rough the Rough Riders anthem on it. You know, I love X is coming. That was my joint right there. Um, Stop being greedy. I like that. What else I was actually, on that? Because truthfully, when I'm when I when I say which one is my favorite, it's going. Yeah. I liked probably every song on both albums. Like the prayers yeah. was serious. Like I love the prayers. I love the uh like the yeah. songs that he had that went along with the prayers. I loved that's mm-hmm. back when he was doing the whole Damien thing. Remember with the uh Yeah. Yeah, so I I loved all of them and I've listened to every like both of those first two, uh It's Dark and Hell is High and Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My yeah. Blood. Too many times to count. Man. But it's like I'm just kinda picking my favorites of my favorite, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, man, I, it's just unfortunate, man. He, that man spent his whole life chasing that high. From somebody that his mentor messed him up, man. I, I watched that's, that. That's what that was. I watched all. that interview. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm like nigga, that's nuts, and man. A, so, and you know what's crazy? And I don't know. And I, I had every intention on making this a long part of this podcast because, like, DMX was something serious for me. Like, I feel like when, yeah, for our parents, like when, like, the great stars of their generation died. Like that's who X right. was for me. Like I'm, I'm kind of torn up yeah. over it. It's, uh, I, yeah. I don't know if you, cause I remember when I heard, and then the reason why, cause I, I would say, uh, flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood, is probably my favorite X album. But I think it's because when I heard slipping, slipping meant something to me. Yeah. Like when I would, even when yeah. we was talking about that interview, when he was like, uh, talking about how he was arrested from the age of seven to fourteen. Like that was in his music. Yeah. Like that was in Slipping. He talked about like that he got yeah. out when he was fourteen. Yeah. Like back on the scene at fourteen, had a dream to get more cream than I ever. 
like so it's like and i was telling somebody well somebody was telling me that people was kind of judging him for um for like kind of like his drug use and all this other kind of stuff i'm like it's hard to judge somebody who's so real like he, yeah. he gave it yeah, all but i mean and it and i mean it it wasn't his fault like i mean addiction is a real thing and you can't blame anybody for being addicted to something or having an addiction you know that's something that they really can't control and you know the way that it happened to him like man you gotta have empathy for him just off the strength that he told you how it happened to him like it wasn't by choice and again, you know, he probably, it made him feel a certain way and he was forever trying to feel that same way again. And, you know, unfortunately it cost him his life, you know, at such a young age, cause 50, man, That's and then, you know, like he was like starting to come back around, you know, he was obviously out. He was with Swiss a lot, you know, they was working on music. Because before that happened, I remember waking up like in the middle of the night and I got on Instagram. It's like three in the morning. I, you know, I couldn't sleep. And the first thing I saw is, you know, a, a post of Swiss Beats posting X in the studio. They was in there writing, you know, and a, a day or two later, you know, that's when the news came out. And I'm like, man, this is crazy. And just seeing like, you know, people, everybody want to rush to be the first to say something you know what i'm saying like people was the first everybody rest in peace when you know people want to be right they don't want to get it right you know it's a it's a difference and everybody wanted to be right so they could say be the first to say it instead of you know because when i saw it today i, I had to see four different posts before i posted exactly. it to make sure Cause who, who can you trust because if i'm not mistaken didn't even yeah. the, the, the lawyer get it wrong at one point like the lawyer yeah, said something lawyer incorrect at one point. Yeah. So it's like you don't said he had COVID and all of this other you, stuff. You like you don't know who the who's credible. And yeah. for me, it's like I was hoping that he would pull through, right? Because man, now ever yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? It? I mean, he, after the career he, he had, man, and then you feel he was about the uh, the Snoop Dogg and yeah. like the verses he had with Snoop Dogg was really big for him. I'm sure it was really big for his music. Um, probably yeah, it was. Got it sent his streams up you know what i mean so it's just like you want yeah you want the best for the people especially people who you feel like you've been around yeah. even if it's only you know through the music but for i mean we stopped yeah, stop singing in movies think. romeo must die it's, yeah man he was ultra talent a talented belly yeah i mean the, the man was um the man was was he in queen of the damn i don't know Aaliyah was yes. in that i know for I know sure that. but yeah either way but yeah but no, he, man, I mean, man he was, was the, the... he was one of those like during that era where um because i think we talked about it before and i said it was different like you didn't really think of like the rappers or the entertainers as actors yeah it was actors, like yeah he's a rapper who's acting like he you know unlike today when it's like you got people like childish gambino who are like really mastering and kendrick lamar and them who are like kind of really mastering mm -hmm. the craft but like he was just one of those mm -hmm. like he was just a superstar and so when you're a superstar that's what you do you get in movies you you know yeah like he was he was he was on another level man rest yeah, in peace rest in peace to rest in peace then rest in peace man get at me dog <coughs> so i had a question so what uh do you have a favorite bad boys movie like would you put one above the other 
You mean the Will Smith thing? Yeah. Um, one. One was a classic, oh, two, man. I mean, because two was pretty good, though. I mean, two was good, and, and three wasn't that bad either. Exactly. But one, to me, man, I'm telling you, man, I said it before, man, Skinny Martin was just funnier to me. Because even in two, you could start telling he started becoming Chubby Martin, which is cool. Like, he was on his way. but It kind of worked for him, though. Skinny like, Martin. It, it played into the script, like, the way that they kind of did it. You know, he was kind of like a family man, so you can kind of expect him to put on a little, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it made sense, life. but but again, man, you know I'm stubborn with my with my with my '90s um, stars, and when you know they start going away from what I was accustomed to, then you know I, I get a little weary. I mean, you know, and I was just saying that you know people hate change when they so comfortable with something. So, but I mean, I'm again, it was good. Like I'm not saying he was bad. Like he killed that. Like they killed him, but one. It was just something more raw and pure about it. You know, two, that's when, you know, they was really on their Miami shit. Or they was trying, you know, you could, that's when they was, when when you get on that Miami stuff, it it started becoming a little luxury. Um, And one, it just had a little bit more gutterness to it that I like. I agree. And I think because I can't remember, I feel like we're going to have to start numbering these episodes so I can keep up with what, uh, like announcing what the number is in the beginning because have I ever said like when I found out about the whole Jill Scott um doing the the course for you got me the the roots you got me um what about it yeah that it was because she was a a young artist so she wasn't a more established artist yeah. which would have put a hook on a song in a more traditional oh, way because yeah. the way that she did it was yeah. like completely so sometimes i think being kind of inexperienced it can create yeah. like magic because it's like you don't really know what yeah. you're doing so you just kind of being naive it. being naive it helps your creativity man when you just kind of figuring it out as you go because once you think you figured it out then you become a little bit more rigid in your process. You know but when you like, I'm tr- yeah. But when you like, I'm trying to figure it out. You willing to try things? And again, when you try stuff, that's when magic happens. You know. So I like, you know, that's why I I, I never even try to get caught up in trying to perfect something because once you become too formula driven, it it just it don't it don't feel right. You know, it's just like you dressing it up and leaving that authenticity out of it man you know when i watch movies now like i want to see a little camera shake show me some faults in it like i don't want to you know i don't want to see it just being perfect all the way through i love the imperfections of things now and i'm starting to appreciate that even more even though i was never a perfectionist but now i just appreciate imperfections because it's authentic and i love authenticity I can even say, like, from some of my favorite rap songs, it's probably some of the, like, they probably wouldn't be the most overproduced songs, like, where you can still hear a little bit of the, yeah. the graininess and the, the voice. Or you yeah, can still hear a little you bit. You hear the background echo. Yeah, airy. Like, when Chief Keefing them first came out. Yo, that was you a know, like time. When, they, when, when, when Don't Like first came out, like, you could tell they was in a basement 
and just doing something. But then when they went and then Kanye got a hold to it, they went and he made it all polished up. And it sound trash when he did same song, but Kanye, you know, put all of that fancy technology on top of it. And it didn't give you that same feeling that when you first heard it from some dirty dudes from Chicago. You know, sometimes, so, sometimes nah, you can be that. too produced. And I think one of the reasons why, DM, why DMX was yeah. so good is because he was rough. Like, I remember being mm -hmm. a kid, one of the reasons why I like DMX, it was like, he's a yeah. thug for real. I'm like, I don't think anybody in the music yeah. industry is trying to fight DMX in the head up one-on-one. -on -one. Like, he, nah, he was ain't. just... They ain't want yeah, no he was problems. A different type of guy. They ain't want no problems with the ex. Get at yeah, me, dog! I, I really think that, uh, that that's, that's a pretty... <laughs> That's that's something important. Um, and while we stand yeah, on, you know, yeah. like a little rough around the edges, um, I saw I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw that. Uh, that Damn, you be on Instagram? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> gee, real shit. Like this nigga hate me. I, I listen. I'm <laughs> terrible. I'm I'm terrible. I'm a terrible person. But the anniversary of Chris Childs teeing off on Kobe Bryant. Tell me how important that was. Man, that shit was so Hit funny. Him with boy. the two piece. Because, cause yeah, I, yeah, cause I remember, um, you know, my brother is the biggest Kobe fan ever. And when it happened, niggas, like, we got to school, niggas was on them. And my brother was so offended that niggas was talking about Kobe getting punched up. Rest in peace, man. Man, why are you bringing this up, man? Oh, like, we just talked about on. X. Now we've been on, call come me, on. man. All right, well, you know. Why are you doing me like that, man? Listen, I was niggas, Kobe. Like, I remember when Kobe was sitting on the, uh, he was sitting on the bench for Eddie Jones. I probably said this before, too. But, like, I was like, why is Eddie Jones in the game? Not even that Eddie Jones was trash. I was just a fan of Kobe. Like, have Kobe start. You yeah. know what I mean? So, it, I mean, but this is also part of, like, are we not going to talk about the time that uh, AI crossed over Mike? Like, if, you know, God forbid something happened. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know. And this ain't even, like, a bad thing. This yeah. is, like, when Spree Royal, which is another thing. It's, like, I'm trying to think of. So, uh, what was the, the. So, you had Spree Royal choking his coach out, right? Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, boy. I'm just saying. Left them little, little scratches you on had, his neck. You had the. Uh, see PJ Carlissimo. Car Car he deserved that. I like Spreewell back in the day. I mean, how can you not like Spreewell? Like, he had his own rims. Was like his, they named a whole yeah. style of rims after him. Nigga, I just, that's what I'm saying. Like, niggas, I'm rolling up to the club. Car got them Spreewells on it. Like, come on, man. Like, I mean, when I was rapping back in the day, when I was in college, when I was, it was J-Kid and the Hip Knox. We was deep. We were supposed to be like Dipset. <laughs> It was J-Kid, I was J-Kid, and uh, guys was the hypnotic because we loved hypnotic in college. Oh, the and drink. True, we had bought. Yeah, oh, that. Yeah, nigga, we, I, we, I named the crew. No, because it, it was the hypnotics, but you know how the diplomats, stay, I mean, the, the, the diplomats called themselves Dipset. Mm -hmm. So we was the hypnotics, but we called them the hypnos. <laughs> but y'all sound like a... <clears throat> Y'all sound like a seventies R and B group though. Yeah, <laughs> the hypnotic. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
It was like, well, fuck it. I was, um, you know, oldest in the temptation. You know, like, I'm oldest and these are the temptations. Exactly. Funny. <laughs> too funny, man. Yeah, man. But now that, back that then, that funny. was, oh, because you know what else was big? And I think this was the 2000s. I have to, I have to double check. The, uh, the, the brawl at the, what was, what was the name of between the, um, the, and the, the Pacers and the, the Pistons, Pistons. Yeah, Detroit. The the brawl at the the brawl at the um, Auburn Hills or something like that, because they was in um, Detroit when it happened right, 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 and it was right. Auburn Auburn Hill, the malice the palace at the malice at the palace. Yeah, I think I think that was it. Cause I know it had. Oh, I I got it in the notes. Malice at the palace. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wh- what do you do? You remember that? Yeah, I remember vividly. I was actually um, I was in I was I was working for um. The Art Institute, I want to say. Oh, was I in high school or college? Damn, what year did this happen? Because I remember, I think I remember. No, 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 no. I was in um in college because we was in Florida um on a on a basketball trip. We was in Florida. Yeah, we was in Florida for a basketball trip, and I was in a hotel room, and this girl, um named marquita williams she sent me a text and was like did you see what happened on maybe it was text or or aim or one of them joints but she was like did you see what happened the pistons fight yep because i was in a hotel room yep because i the reason why i thought I, w- I was working for um the boys and girls club, not the boys and girls club, but the upper bound, one of them because I thought I was on one of them college tours, but I, but I know I was in a hotel, so yep, that's ex- excuse me, that's exactly what I remember. I remember this because it was, but it was a like because you know you watch basketball, you see, but when in our era of watching basketball, like when we were kids, yeah, that was probably yeah. well at least for me. It was after the kind of Bill Walton, you know, like the real, like the 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 Celtics. That was real physical type of. It was it was yeah. after that because Michael Jordan, like he he cost too much money. People weren't trying to play. I don't know. I might just yeah. be making that up, but I think that's that has. No nah, man, just back then, man, it was different. Man, niggas was physical. wasn't none of that buddy buddy stuff. Like niggas was really ready to throw hands, body slam you, elbow like you. wasn't was none of that friend stuff. Like Bill yeah. Lambert from, from the like him, Rick Mahorn, yes, exactly. John Sally, Dennis Rodman, all of them. Like they was like at any given moment. Like they used to be tearing Jordan. I respected up. it because I hated Dennis Rodman until he got traded to the Bulls or until he, he came, came to, to the, the Bulls. Bulls. I was then then he was my man. Yeah. I, was, I was I was rocking with him. But no, so I don't know. So mm-hmm. I think the the Malice at the Palace would have to be kind of the most memorable. Fight in NBA. Tell me if I'm wrong. If yeah. you put something else up there, no, nah, that that was that's the top. Because I because I remember the Spreewell choke. Because I remember that was like that was yeah. unheard of, especially because it was a coach. It wasn't like two players or you know players amongst each other. Yeah, they got his ass right out of there. Crazy, that never came back neither. Yeah, damn man, turned down all that money. I got a family to feed, like twenty six million or something. I feel like there's just like nigga. I feel like it's a bunch of you know he regret that. Yes, cause like he, cause he was. It wasn't even like he was just known for being um for being a 
a wild player. Like he was a really good player too. At the same time, like he could have made yeah. that could have been lucrative for him for a long time. Hell yeah! But I hate talking about a bunch of yeah. negative stuff. But like, have you ever watched? Um, have you ever watched the Noriega podcast? Um, I don't. I used to listen to it a lot, but I didn't really re- listen oh, to it chance. much lately. I mean, I be seeing clips online. Like I've been seeing a lot of the Cameron clips floating around that I will pay attention to, man. I don't like when I look at stuff, man. I don't be wanting to see two hours behind it. Like, nigga, if it say twenty minutes or less, I'm in. But anything more than that, it's gonna be hard for me to want to get into it. Nah, I feel you, and I'm with it. And that that the actual the Cameron clips was the reason why I brought that up. Cameron probably has mm. some of the most legendary interviews. From like a rapper period, like are you are you familiar with his interview catalog? Yeah, man. I mean, that's because he man he be keeping it real, man. Like, man, I like people that get on platforms and just keep it real. Just tell the tell the real story. Like, I don't need none of that glossing around and like either tell the whole thing or don't say nothing at all. Cameron, tell it like it is. Like that Larry Fishburne story, nigga. Your name is Larry. Like man, that shit was funny, man. You know how he told the whole Jay Z and Dame story. Like it didn't seem slanted. You know, it was like this is what it was. It didn't seem like, oh, I'm just gonna take Dame's side because that's my guy. He was like, man, this is what it was. And you know, that's the type of stuff I could respect, man. I I don't like people playing both sides. Pick a side or don't pick one at all. Like, but don't play the middle. And I like Cameron, man. And he entertaining when he tells his he stories. Is. Like, he tells really great stories. Have you ever seen his uh, Bill O'Reilly interview? Yeah, the You Mad. Yo, you Mad. I remember when mad. that came out. Maybe I was just immature at the time. But I loved it. I was like, <laughs> yes. Because that is exactly yeah. what I would have told that man, too. Even the other... Remember the interviews Maybe we were talking about... Um, that if it was a if it was a if it was a rapist or a pedophile that stayed next door to him that he would move like he wouldn't call the police on him he would just move no i don't Uh, remember that bro i'm telling you like these he he has like some of the most classic moments on like in interviews like it's just i think it's just his personality who he is hilarious yeah and then he got like this distinct voice that makes it even more funny and you just think like if you know him and you know his antics, it makes him just that much funnier. Yeah, I don't think that people. I think that normal people or normal celebrities, they always have to keep like a somewhat of a decor about them or a, a way of acting because you know that you're always in the public eye. You know, people are always looking after you. But I don't know yeah, if he yeah, has yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he has that. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, good time and some other stuff. Um, Onyx, um, were you a, did you like Onyx? Because I, I got a question. Back the fuck up came out. I mean, they was, I mean, they was, they was cool. I mean, um, Slam, like, I, I like that song. I'm a B boy standing in my B boy stand. Hurry up and give me the microphone before I bust out my pants. Like, I know a little something. Nah, they was cool. I mean, I ain't listen to their music like that, but nah, I mean, not really. All right, so, Tell me this, because I had a, um, I had a, a theory, because I was thinking about these specific groups that, because you know sometimes you have like party, like groups that make party anthems, 
and then you have other like yeah. hardcore like rap groups you know what i mean that kind of make like the thug music i feel like there were a yeah. certain a cu- a few groups that kind of fit into both like i feel like onyx was definitely one i feel like naughty by nature was definitely one too like that like they look resemble yeah the, they made i mean opp hey whole hip hop like they made music that you come on that you can get jiggy but too. it was still like and then it was, still, it was the nwas right but i think the nwa kind of made a different type of music like it was strictly like yeah i mean i guess you could play it at a that mean they was street right, right. i mean they was but wouldn't you consider yeah. like onyx i mean if you think about onyx wouldn't you consider them like street people or you know what i mean like their persona at i least? mean like i mean like I mean, persona wise, because I mean, it was um, Sticky Fingers and what's Fredo the other stuff. one name? Bert, yeah, and Fredro. I mean, like they were some street dudes for real, you know. And uh, what they was able to do is they was able to take the street and turn it into party music, you know. Like they still had the baggy jeans, the Tims, the big jackets, and even in the rhymes, like they were still, man, come on, they were still giving it to you raw. And they was yelling over this stuff, man. Come on, man. You know who I rocked with though in that time? House of Pain. Oh, really? Yeah, I liked House of Pain. Well, um, we was kids. My uncle, when he used to be, when he would come get us, he would pull up in a BMW, and he would always be playing. Um, I serve your ass like John McEnroe. Your girl steps up, I'm slapping the hoe. Word to your moms, I'm here to drop bombs. <laughs> come on, man. Like, come on, man. House of Pain, jump. Oh, oh, is that? No, 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 hold on. What song is that? Yeah, I'm, I think I'm thinking about something different. What song are you talking about? Let me, let me hear. It. Give me, give me four bars. Jump around. Oh, jump, jump. jump. I remember. I remember. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, all right, I'm with you. I'm with you. Come on, man. You gotta think them. You gotta think about like Cypress Hill. Like. Come on, man! Cypress Hill, because Cypress Hill, they, they had, they had, uh, they had a few songs that I really was into, but it was kind of weird because I don't know if I was like crossing yeah. racial boundaries. Like I felt like because they, cause you was the man, one who was into the insane in the membrane. I know, but it's like insane in the membrane. I never went out and insane bought an album, though. Membrane. I never went out and bought an album, but I mean. I ain't got no album too, but niggas used to be in the crib watching the box. See, this gonna I'm gonna br- always bring it back full circle. This is why the box was so instrumental in niggas' childhoods because we was able to hear different music without a choice. When you don't have a choice, really, when I, you when that's all you could do, it forces you to be able to. It, how ironic is that, right? Like it's like. You don't have a choice to do nothing. So what it does is it make you expand your mind into whatever environment you in. And what happened is we in the crib. We can't go nowhere. We can only watch the box. And it got all of this different type of music. Like how I go from knowing songs from Britney Spears to Enrique Iglesias to Cypress Hill to House of Pain to the Backstreet Boys to NSYNC to Jordan Knight. Like I know all of these groups lfo whoever but that's because niggas had to watch the box and i had to know that stuff and the stuff was and it was good music see that's the thing like it wasn't like we was just sitting there and it's like man this shit when you watch the box it forced you to listen to a diverse range of music but it was good music some of it was good it was good some of it was music. Like i told you man, 
I got, ca- I got caught up into listening to uh, Hanson. Like, do you do you know how that scarred me as an adult? Like, why was I uh, ever listening to Umbop? Like, the only reason Mbop. is because it was. I bought the album, bro. Like, the only reason why is because it was on the box. Like, it. it I mean, yeah. but it's other stuff that I do appreciate, I mean, like Avril Lavigne, that ironic song. Can't yeah. nobody tell me nothing. Uh, yeah. That song was hard. Ooh, you the skater boy. I want a skater boy. I'm in the skater boy. That, that was Avril Lavigne. I'm talking like, about ironic. On, I know ironic. I don't know no skater boys. Nah, no, you know, man. you know I'm ironic you, though. Nigga. Everybody knew ironic. Skater boy, Avril Lavigne, dog. I'm telling you. Let me chill, man. But nah, that's what that's what we was I, on, doggy. Look, I bet you, I bet you, and anybody, anybody who listening, like they was, they was up on that ironic. That was the song back then. That that song played for seven summers. <laughs> seven summers. But look, so we we yeah, also man. got. So I was looking, and I saw that uh, Pharrell's birthday had just passed. Pharrell's birthday was on April the fifth. And so maybe because you know that yeah. there's a big thing, Damn, skateboard P. And, but there's a big thing with skateboard P. Producers in yeah. Virginia, like Virginia has some of the, like think about it, like you got the Neptunes from that area, you got Timbaland from there, you got Missy who is a a beast in her own right, like you know what I mean. I know a lot of people Man. they kind of associate her with Timbaland, but like she was doing her. Because uh, the anniversary of one of my favorite R&B yeah. albums was uh, Tweet, Southern Humber, Fire Damn. album. Fire, Fire album. No, I was listening to an interview on um, on um, Instagram the other day. Well, it was just like maybe 45 seconds. But Timberland was saying how it was Missy that pushed him to be great. Like he was like, yeah, man, I will complete a beat. And I would send it to Missy. And Missy would be like, nah, go harder go harder and he was like all his successes attributed to missy like missy was different she is so creative like any time that i see her yeah. like i remember even from her first was rain her first video i can't stand a with the with the everybody thought it was a garbage bag but it ended up being like i look like a parachute whatever it was but like she's always been super creative and the beats were on par with her creativeness as far as like they that they got some heavy hitters man, you gotta there. realize man how big man what missy started with man like she was producing like for 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 jodeci for fucking Aaliyah, like all of them man like genuine like you can even hear her vocals in some of those songs like man come on man so she was cold with it, boy. All right, so what? So what? We what, how we how we looking at these then? If we talking about just Virginia producers, we just talking about the production side. I'm but gonna we, go with. But we can also look at the missing. production that they did for themselves. I'm, so not you know taking away from man. Them being so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Missy, Pharrell, and then Tim. And the only way I'm I put Pharrell before Tim is because Missy. Tim is an extension of Missy to me. So I'm just going to move him to three and move Pharrell to back. But, I mean, you can't go wrong putting either one of them one because, I mean, they all produce his for other people and they did their own thing. 
But I'm going to go with Missy one, Yo, though. Because you want to know how this is hard. Think about the think about the music that Timbaland has like produced though like in right. all genres of music like I want like I want to say Timbaland probably got a producer credit in you know pretty much every genre of music that's out there right now like he don't just make rap music he don't just make R&B oh, yeah, music he, he went through that Nelly Furtado he, he joint was, he was doing it all pop music like he yeah yo yeah. I mean I'm no, you're right. I think you're right. A credit. I, I can't argue I with that. I think there's a credit to. I mean, and if we, and I feel like we should pick somebody because that's what we do. We pick, we pick, make a choice. But if I, yeah. if I just feel like I want to give all of them the credit that they deserve because I feel like they all lit, like they all do some amazing right. stuff. Um, I would probably, I would probably have to go with Timbaland though. I just think that maybe. Missy don't get enough credit for some of the stuff that she. I love what she's done. I just know so much more from Timberland. Uh, like maybe maybe I'm just not paying attention, yeah. but I just know I mean, so much more from because, Timberland. Because I mean, I mean, and we it's probably stuff that we don't know for from Missy, but and I mean, and then Timberland, man, it's 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 tough to distinguish because then you would be like, man, it seemed like Timberland was more out there. But I mean, Missy was an artist and a producer. Who did American you know, Gangster? Tim. The album. Because didn't Timbaland? What album did Timbaland do for uh, Jay Z? I know he did one of them. What? No. No. Oh, he did. Um, was it Volume Three? Or the Blueprint Three? Oh, I think. it might have been. Because American Gangster okay, was more yeah. like I it think. Might, yeah. yeah, like it was a mixture of people, but yeah. But no, I just, I'm just saying that they 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 all like have some like incredible music. If you look at the names that are tied to them, like the music they put out, and it's like one thing about when you're so creative that time doesn't yeah. even stop. I feel like all of them are that. Like I've seen them make hits like or catchy sounds throughout yeah. like different generations of music. Like it's yeah. Like, I mean, you have like they started in the early '90s and they still they going to today. Like, they still able to do like Missy's still out here doing stuff. I mean, it may not be like she probably dropped a song last year or in the beginning of quarantine, which was last year. She dropped something and then had like a challenge and she because she kept posting videos of people dancing to it. So and it's I a, mean, Tim is obviously still out here. Yeah, and it's man, a big thing. On. And I mean, we can talk about like different solo careers, but like every one of yeah. them has had it because Timbaland and Magoo was a thing. Like, and it was a big thing. Like people yep. fuck with Timbaland. Like Timbaland up jumps the boogie, what, the boogie jumps. Yeah, the, so, he if the boogie. I mean, I mean, shit. He had his own thing too. That's what I'm saying. Like he was like as an artist. It just you know he probably was like I'm gonna fall back a little bit. And so, yeah, I just think that all uh, like all of them yeah. that they they've all in both categories, like as far as being an artist and being um on the production side of yeah. it, like they've all done it. I mean, maybe they one A, one B, and one C, like I put it like that. You just shuffle them up any day. The the reason, man, because I, I I'm not sure. I know Pharrell has some R and B joints, but. I don't know if he had like Timberland and Missy type he of R&B made joints. Some, he made some rap joints, some R&B joints. Like think about like Beautiful, that that Snoop Dogg song. Yeah, th- that's a rapper. Yeah. But I that's mean, a shit, R&B. he did Blur Lines. Yeah, like they got they all talented, yeah. bro. 
and happy was fire, dog. And how long did that song last? That that's like that the longevity man, of some of these songs went, yeah. is crazy. Nah, man. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're looking at today and how songs like usually have like a short shelf life. And I can't even say that no more because yeah, I feel like I think part of it has to do with like artists passing and stuff. But it's like certain yeah. artists like they put out music and it's kind of lasting a little longer than. So I'm coming around, you know how I say, like, I really don't get jiggy to Neo Soul. So I figured out something, right? So I, I had to do um, Shannon B's podcast because Shannon couldn't be there. And the episode we did was about live albums. So, you know, he sent me the list and I went back and listened to him. But at D'Angelo, um, live at the cafe joint, fire. The Maxwell joint fire. that he did, the unplugged. Fire, Erica Badu, fire. live joint, fire. Neo Soul to me is better when it's performed over live instrumentation and not produced in a studio because it sounds so much different to me when it's when you can hear all the instruments like playing at one time and not seeming like it's like synced together. I don't know the, the recording terminology, but I could like it, it immerses you into the sound. And I was just like, dun, 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 dun. I'm like, oh shit, Angelo. Now you know, like I'm telling I, you, Neo Soul over live instrumentation is fire. Like I, I probably would agree with you because when I talk about like the fact that I love Erica Badu, for mm. the most part, I was listening to her live album, and if to me, it still yeah. represented Baduism because a lot of the songs from Baduism was on the live album. On but what my yeah. mama was playing in the house like was the live album like i re- i remember exclusively my mom be dancing around like because uh, i think on one song she yeah. was like um and i'm sensitive about my shit or some shit like that shit, yeah, yeah you know what i mean so like i remember listening to and the then, live albums they do hit even the live tyrone yes like just how it came in and she was kind of talking and then the mute and then like the instruments was coming in and she was talking like man, come but on, even, man. Even like, the, the crowd participation became part of the song. Like and one yeah. part, like they started cheering that's or something like that, and you can hear yeah. it became part of the song. Yeah, I get tired of your shit. And that was another thing when I was listening to it. The audience makes it feel like it, it makes it more personal. You know, you make it makes you even more immersed into what's going on because now you feel like you are part of an audience when you listening to it so man like i'm gonna give i i'm a, I, I i can give credit when it's due you know and i'm gonna give credit man i'm rocking with neo so but i only want to listen to it if it's over live so um sherry whoever i need a playlist of all the neo soul on the live instrumentation do not send me nothing that was produced on an album none of that like i only want live instrumentation man like that shit was cold boy I'm like, man, this That's, is what it's some of the and even outside of uh even outside of the Neo Soul. You hear that? Headphones. 
shit damn motherfucker boy like i was saying though that because even outside of like just the neo soul movement like jay-z unplugged was one of my favorite like that was one of my favorite jay-z albums even though it wasn't you know what i mean technically uh album yeah i mean the way that they did uh gosh what's the song with him and mary um can't knock the hustle mary killed that like when he said like oh i got lost for a moment i did too like that that was lit you know what i mean yeah yeah like even like you said the jay-z unplugged like that shit was good i mean even when trey songs did his unplugged he played a couple songs that i but the but his um joint was cold like i'm like nigga the unplugged i'm glad they bringing that back man like i'm glad that's why we got to get some of these old artists on there man let them get behind that that band man and let them do their thing because 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 that's how you separate the pros from the jokes and I, that's how you separate who got the vocals who got the talent i think it, even outside of that they, like it's something about the feeling that you can capture in a live yeah. recording that you can't really capture yeah. like uh, in a in a studio exactly. when you're recording it over and over again. Because you can't mess up when you live. You know it's coming like straight authentic. You know ain't nobody gonna hear a messed up vocal and be like, oh I can fix that. Like you get what you get. And again, it's something authentic about a live performance versus we gonna go to the studio and we gonna whip this up. When you can throw reverbs and all this extra stuff it's on it, they feed, Man, come they on. feed off the crowd too. It's like the the, yep. the artist is up there, and they're like the energy that the crowd is getting from them, like they're getting from yeah. the audience. So it's like they kind of feeding off each other because it ain't nothing better than like let's let an R and B artist start killing yeah. it in front of a crowd that's yeah. rocking with them. Like they they go. Man, I'm telling you, man, that's how how it is when we do. Like our 90s R&B karaoke joints, man. Like when, we, when the crowd is in it, man, come on, man. You could just feel that adrenaline rush when you know you up there killing it. Or when they enter the music, it's different from when you... And that's why I go on YouTube and I watch Apollo performances. I look up 90s R&B, um, you know, concerts or them performing. Like I, I want to see that stuff because it's just it's better, man. It just feel better. And I like how it make me feel. Yeah, I, 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 I think I like that experience. Uh, just in general, the way that yeah. that, that live, I don't. It's like an aura about it. Um, I don't know, but yeah, yeah, man. And, uh, I'm with it. So I, I had a question for you, and it's just because we we always talk about like '90s artists and stuff like that. One thing that yeah occurs a lot, unless it's like a one hit wonder, is when is a good time to retire i think that this is important because it's a it's a lot of albums that come out from like some of our favorite artists but they're not our favorite albums especially if we talking about like 90s r&b it's like usually they hit a peak it's like in the and we we both kind of acknowledged it like i think 112 might be an exception because they i don't know if they continue to just keep pushing out music but it's like you get to it. I mean, they had an album come out like two, three years ago. As far as I was, it a one twelve? Yeah, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah, okay, I'm maybe telling I'm... you. All four members. Yeah, no, I'm telling you. Like they oh. had an album come out. Yeah. Okay. Well. I'm trying to. I'm trying to see what the what the album was, but yeah, nah. But 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 keep going with what you were saying. But no, you know, even like maybe I misspoke about them, but even but for most artists, it's like they have their turn like they have their run and then yeah they 
it's that it sucks to say, but it's like they continue to try to push out after they've had their run, and you can so, tell that there's a there's a drop off. Like you, so so here's my argument for for that because I agree with you. But that 112 album it was called Q Mike Slim Duran. It came out in 2017. Um, and and when um they were on Shannon B's the 90s R&B Car- I mean University podcast, um Slim had said he regret doing that. You know, for whatever reason, I don't know. But anyway, um, so here's my argument, and I'm going. This is the hill that I'm dying on. The reason why we saying that, if we just specifically just talking about '90s, is because what happens is, is when they get into the I'm trying to evolve back, they don't evolve correctly. Like they never really evolve to better. They evolve into the sound, and not necessarily evolving off what they've already done. And man, I hate being critical. Like I, but I, I never want to be the person that get on the platform and then feel like I gotta bite my tongue. Like that's why, you know, I was like, we, we, we create our own platforms and we, we try to own our own stuff because then we don't have to get censored. You know, I love Donnell Jones, but you know, as he got started moving on, his music didn't sound the same. And we, you know, and we like talked he, about that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No. 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 Like, but, you know, we like, just talked one, about that that album that came out, and I mean, um, yeah. Because they want to, I don't want to sound like I used to sound. Okay, cool. So, you know, it's like, if your music isn't getting any better, per se, then go back to your roots. Like, if I was him, you know, and this is just me, because I'm self-aware, like, I ain't stubborn like that. I'd be like, you know what? I got to go back to my roots. I'm about to, imagine if he came out right now and said, look, man, I just came out with this album. But I want to give y'all that old Donnell Jones. Like I'm, I, I want to give y'all that where I want to be Donnell Jones. You know, people gonna people gonna be hyped. And I, I don't know if we are gonna believe them, but because that's we gonna give them the benefit that's of the, the thing doubt. right there. I don't even know if we would because I feel like every time an artist tries to like reinvent themselves, it's like I'm gonna try to take you back to this place where I was the best at. Like it don't matter if what they putting out is the same I don't, quality. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, cause I think everybody is like I'm, I don't know I'm the best version it, of that. But I don't know if you can relive it. We was just talking about how sometimes that inexperience makes for what it like. Yeah. I don't think you write where I want to be after you've been, you know, financially stable and been whatever famous yeah. for so many years. You write that from a different place. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I you right, but. You know, I I think about it, but that's what having writers are for. You know, like okay, let's say for instance, the whole where I want to be, he wrote that, right? Fire. You know, ninety percent he wrote that. Cool. You was writing that from your experience. Okay, you might not be going through that, but it's somebody out there that's been through that that can write stuff like that. You know, unless he just like, I just want to write my own music. But you can you can co-write with other people. Like, it's a way to be able to bring that sound back. And it ain't never necessarily the lyrics. Like, the, we even, like, a lot of that. Because, all right. So, oh, damn. I don't want to say this without giving. I'm not going to say that. So, i just been reading a lot about that album. And a lot of it was the instrumentation, the beats and all of that stuff was super simple. And he was saying it in interviews, you know, it's just core possession, um, progressions or he would take them out and it would just be guitar, piano, simple, 
You know what I'm saying? So it's not like he was, you know, I'm not sure if he, if he's, I, I haven't really listened to his music after that, you know, but I don't, I'm not sure if he's like progressed with that part of it, but there's a way to where you could find people to be able to, who writes to be able to do that. Cause even with Carl Thomas with, you know, emotional, you know, he didn't write all of that. He had other people write that. Think about this though. Right, oh, and I mean, this is just a, a, a train of thought that I'm having right now. Tell me if I'm tripping. I think that for you tripping some, dog. No, I think that for some artists, that the music that they make is because, or the reason that they're successful is because they're really melodic, right? I think that like yeah. Brandy has a beautiful voice. I think that everybody recognizes yeah. that Brandy has a beautiful voice. I think that there are other artists, and I'm not gonna name none because I don't want to be. I'll name some if I feel like it, but it's the emotion that their music kind of um, instills in you. So you don't have to be yeah. the best vocalist to like sing from the heart and for like people to feel yeah. it and gravitate towards you. And so, and that's how I feel about that's how I feel about Mary J. Blige. No, I, I love Mary J. That, that's that's who I would think. That's who I was. Thinking but about. she can sing. She can sing. But it was the emotion behind. Th some of them songs it's because you, you relate to you assumed because i'm i don't know what her real life situations were were right but yeah. like i assumed that she had been through every so lyric of yeah. every song she we sang believed it because she it we believe those lyrics was, <laughs> we believe that stuff i mean the same thing with we could take it back with chief keep like i, I we know yes. he, we believed everything he said in those songs and it was uh, something pure and authentic about it. And I think people lose, again, they lose that authenticity of why they came into doing what they doing. Because I, I really don't think it's that hard to be like, man, I'm going to take it back. I'm going to do ballads. Like these niggas, like they, they doing ballads over MP3 beats. That's the thing. Like you, that shit don't sound I, good. Okay. But unless you day 26. But the ballads, is, they only going to work if it's coming from somewhere. And I, I think that this more kind of, um, kind of goes towards solo acts just because I feel like you could feel the emotion and oh, okay. the, you know, in the stadium yeah. with solo acts. No, I got you. And with like yeah. the group. But like, what if you not in that place no more? Like, uh, rap artists have gone through it for years. It's like you go through that that was the solo, uh, solo or or what is it? Um, sophomore debut, sophomore or something, sophomore slump or something like that. S sophomore jinx. Yeah. What? Yeah. Exactly. Where yeah. you don't do as well on the second album, and it's because like you were broke on the first album. You were coming up on the first album, like. You probably yeah. in a different place, so like your music is going to sound like you're in a different place. But if the yeah. emotion behind it, like if if the street music that we like, if they stop yeah. being street people, we probably wouldn't like their music no more. True. I mean, the best example is somebody that was able to go from you know sounding one way over the course of their career and it sound good was Kanye. I mean, you think about him from album to album to album, they all sound different. And maybe maybe up until his last three, you know, we could have a, a, a conversation a conversation about that. But if we're talking about, you know, late registration, college dropout, all of those albums, them shit sound, them shits was a progression of where from, from, based, from college dropout 
up until you know his last album you know so these i just think that they don't know how to you know apply their natural sound okay you know what because i'm i'm going on a tangent here but even with kanye you know even so let's talk about his first three albums you know they still had the foundation of his original sound in it and he was able to add you know evolution upon that you get what I'm saying? What was the third Instead album? Instead of just re in college dropout, was late it? So it was registration. It wasn't my beautiful dark and, twisted um, because that came no, out after no, 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 uh, no, the school theme ones. Um, fuck. Um, 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 um. I'm losing my damn. So, so, let, thought, I mean, man. let's I keep, let's keep going. Sorry, I, we we. It's all right. It ain't that big. Of a all right, but no, I, I mean, because I'm actually agreeing with you, but I think that for Kanye, it's because where it comes from is that he is so creative, like. Graduation. 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 Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I so so go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just think it's because a lot of times the reason why he has classics and the reason why he has things that we appreciate so much is because of how creative he is with it. Like DMX was yeah. like raw passion. You know what I'm saying? If DMX lost his yeah. passion, his music would have lost something. For Kanye, yeah. it was like he just kept creating. Now, I don't want to take anything away from that because I think that's amazing in itself for him to be able to recreate it and still yeah. be, like make amusing stuff. I mean, amazing, right. amazing music. But I think that for if your if the interest in you comes from like the the heart or the passion that you you know what I mean like DMX yeah. like rough like Mary J. Blige is like from the soul. So let's just call a spade what a spade is. Then what happens is they had a success and then they just lose the passion for it because they saw success. Let's just call it what it is. Because again, yeah, Kanye, he, he's ultra creative, but again, he, his sound was this soulful sound. And if I'm just talking about his first three albums, that's what they sounded like, but it was still, they still sound different from album to album, but he still had that soulfulness to it. And again, these artists, they'll sound one, one way and then they'll go to the next one and it'll sound completely different. And that's where the drop off falls off like they they don't incorporate nothing that they had previous into something new and that's where they lose me like that's where they lose me at that's just me you know and it happened to my boy genuine when he left missy and them and then he went and with some other dude it was just it sounded completely different from what that was but would you say he, and he got back the on same with success. Yeah, because, I mean, they was on their singing ballads. I'm, I'm just, That's what I'm saying. I, I'm with you. I'm oh, just yeah. asking. I'm just asking. Yeah, and, and you got to realize, but what you're doing is you're proving my point, too. I'm glad you brought that up. Because what happens is, at this point, Tank, Tyrese, and Genuine are stars. Like, they, they done been through it all. But they were still able to go back to that and, and go back to and get back in their emotional bag. That's all I'm saying. They were still able to do it with success, with stardom. Some people ain't never left like, their emotional bag. Tank is the emotional bag king. That's my. I, I love. Tank. He is, but and another thing, but uh, but what him is is Tank. His career is, is tricky to me because when our first introduction to him was late '90s, early 2000s. Mm -hmm. I want to say, you know, and it was more ballad-driven music. And then he kind of fell off just a little bit. And then he came back in the early, you know, in the mid-2000s. And then that's when he had more bass-heavy music. Where it, wasn't, where it was ballads over the, the, the MP3 and the beat machine type of, 
music. And he might throw some piano in there sometime, but you know, he, he, but but he still was able to still sing ballads. I just don't like all that um that, the MP three. I don't like it. I don't like it that much. I, you know, I want to hear some guitar, some bass, some piano, some keyboard, some horns, some violins. Like I want to hear that type of you know um, structure and music over my ballads. I would I would probably agree. I think that some. I mean, and we talked about it before people trying to adjust with the times, but I mean, that's fine. Yeah. But I did have one one other thing that um. So are you familiar? They they, I guess. I don't consider like stuff that they've done recently with people who just passed where they put out um like post posthumous albums. I hope that's how you yeah. pronounce that correctly. Yeah. But I remember mm-hmm. when we were younger, like because we had some really big artists, like Tupac probably put out how many albums after he you know what I mean? Like unfortunately like six. What do you what do you yeah. I mean and big there was the Biggie Duets and then there was also the uh Dead Wrong album that that came out after he had uh after he had passed, and I think it was mostly freestyle. Like I don't think there was like prepared songs that was like ready to go out the way that they ended up coming out. Right. What, what are your What are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think maybe just letting if if we taking music that wasn't maybe ready to come out and just putting it together for the sake of this person's past? Are we trying to get some? Um, I I mean, I guess it depends on what's the aim because I mean, you got to realize like once these artists let's say they pass away the people around them that help create some of this stuff suffer you know like maybe they don't make any money or they make making as much money and you know i think it if they help put together the music then they probably want to you know reap the benefits of it so you know if Aaliyah, you know she passed away and timbaland and missy got all of this music then it's like you know it's worth something so why not so and no i don't i don't see if it's bad right then that's kind of where i'm at we have another if you remember yeah. like some of those tupac albums that came out it sounded like he was just in the booth one day and then they just you know what i mean put a beat on and he just started rapping yeah. like it wasn't the the type of music that you no, was expecting they, from him what they do is is you know he probably recorded it over another beat and then they probably took it off and took them vocals and put it on something else you know, because they, they probably so was like, this beat, this beat was trash, so let's get another beat and pr- reproduce it with these vocals. You know, like, that's something that they probably was doing, and that's the, I, that's trash. Yeah, what if what if we just recycling stuff and, like, putting other people's... Because I didn't really like that neither. Like, why are we taking verses that's already been out or verses that don't kind of belong on there and just, like, throwing... You know what I mean? Throwing other artists mm-hmm. on there just to... Cause it, I mean, I get it. If it's I mean, unreleased, I, I just don't kind of like it. Because if the artist was alive and they didn't put it out, or they didn't feel like maybe it was up to the caliber to put out, then why are we putting out, you know what I mean, after they pass? Well, shit. Prince about to come. Welcome to America coming out June 30th. <sighs> That's a lot. Just a, since you, yeah. It's a lot. June 30th, Prince. It's a lot going on. But um, I don't know. Besides that, man, you good? You got anything else on your on your on your docket? Hell no. Nah. I'm about to go chill out. I am too. I'm happiest. I'm happiest uh, a Friday. But it's been a living. You just got paid? No, no, no. That that's uh, monthly. Monthly right, is what I'm at. Yeah, but uh, this has been a living right. culture podcast. Um, we'll holler at you next time.
Peace.